Hey now, hey now. Don't dream it's over because it's just starting, okay? Yeah, we're just starting the Harland Highway podcast. I'm your host, Harlan Williams. And speaking of singing, later in the show, a very interesting conversation about singing and bands. What's going on with a lot of rock and roll bands in these modern times we live in? So we're going to have a really cool uh, convo about that. And also speaking of singing, uh, I've heard rumor that George Michael from Wham! might be calling in. Yikes. I certainly hope not. Lately, he's been drinking a lot, and it's been a little hard to talk to that guy. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, And then also uh, the Harland Highway question of the day coming up. And this, this one may affect all of you uh, personally. This may be one where you'll have to look inwards and examine yourself. You'll have to reflect on who you are and what you are and what you're all about. Yeah, it's a, it's a very uh, interesting Harland Highway question of the day. So we're talking rock and roll. We're talking George Michael Wham. And we're talking question of the day. So let's do this because this is... The Harland Highway! Where am I? What is this, some kind of a joke or something? Welcome to the Harland Highway. What you talking about, Willis? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Oh, God, what's happening here? What's happening? Hey, Harland, it's Shelly. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That is fantastic. What's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? The Harland Highway. (gasps) What is it? The opening. To what? To another dimension. This is Harland Williams. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to the show. We are going to have a great show today. So very much to talk about. Uh, I think we will start with um, some... Hey, Harlan. Roger, I am doing the show. I was just t- trying to do the intro. I'd ask you not to interrupt me, please. Uh, so I think we're going to start today. Uh, we, we really need to talk about what's happening uh, on the news with, uh, with this whole uh, unbelievable... Uh, sorry to interrupt... Hey, Harlan. What? Yeah. Uh, George Michael, that guy from Wham, is... Uh, no, 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 no. I don't want... No, I don't want anything to do with that guy. He says it's important. I don't care. I'm doing a show. He says he needs to talk to you. I don't care. What does he want? I mean... I don't know. Well, I don't know either. And guess what? I don't care. So... I think he's been drinking. Just put him through. God! Hello? Oh, God. George. It's George Michael. It's not George. And it's not Michael. It's it's George Michael. What is wrong with you, dude? You sound like either hungover or suicidal. Well, maybe I'm a bit of both on it. Maybe I'm homicidal. What? Hung sidle, Harlan. It's a mixture of 
Oh, God. Why are you calling? Because I'm very, very sad hearted and I needed someone to talk to. So I'm the guy, huh? Yeah, that's right, Ollie. You're the guy I need to talk to. Why me? Why not you, you fat face fuck? Alright, don't start with the insults. Well, are you gonna listen to me or not? It sounds like you've been drinking, Michael. It's George Funny Michael! I'm gonna come over to your house with a banjo and smack it against the back of your fucking head, you fucking bald ostrich! I'm not a bald ostrich! Well, you're a bald penis. I'm not a bald penis! What do you want? I'm sad, Harlan, because David Bowie and Prince have died. David Bowie? Not this again. You already called in about David Bowie. I know, but this time Prince has died, Harlan. Okay, Prince died. We're all sad. I don't think you need to call me. Well, I want to do a tribute to Prince. I want to do a tribute to David Bowie. You are really slurring up your words, George. All right, George Fine Michael. If I hear it one more time, I'm going to go to the sex shop by a dildo and stuff it in your fucking left eye, you prick. Stop with the dildo talk. Well, I want to do a tribute to Prince and David Bowie. <sighs> All right, I get it. You're upset. You're sad. These guys were your comrades, your peers. You worked in the same profession. Maybe I'm being a little insensitive. Oh, you think so, you fucking turkey giblet? You know, you make it really hard to be nice to you. Oh, really? Well, why don't you set up a massage table in your fucking living room, bend your fucking head over and massage your ass cheeks with your teeth, you fucking space monkey? All right! You know, I try to be nice, and I get this. Well, I'm trying to do a tribute to George Marty, to David Bowie and Prince Island. Well, how are you going to do that? I'm going to get a bubble bath. Excuse me? I'm going to get a bubble bath. Did you just say you're going to get a bubble butt? That's right, like... Kim Kardashian and Beyonce and Rihanna and Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, God. All of those fucking dames have a big, fat bubble butt. Especially Rosie O'Donnell. She's got, like, a fucking hot air balloon butt. All right. What do you mean you're going to get a bubble butt? Well, David Bowie and Prince died, right? Okay. So some people get a tattoo all, and some people plant flowers, right? Yes. Right. I said yes. Right. Stop with the right. 
Keep going. Well, instead of all that, all that I'm going to get a bubble butt. What do you mean you're going to get a bubble butt? For each one of them that died, David Bowie, I'm going to get a bubble butt on me left ass cheek. <laughs> for, for Prince, I'm going to get a bubble butt on me right ass cheek. Are you out of your freaking mind, George? It's George fucking Michael, you fuck. I'm going to dig up fucking Lee Harvey Oswald's grave and have him shoot you right in the fucking head, you twat. Stop with the yelling. I'm trying to tell you I'm going to get, for each of those guys that died, Arlen, I'm going to get a bubble butt ass cheek my right ass cheek will be for Prince, and my left ass cheek will be for David Bowie. Are you effing kidding me? And every time I do a fart, it'll sound like they're rolling over in the grave. Are you kid? Every time you do a fart, it'll sound like they're rolling over in their grave. That's right, it'll be like... <laughs> Sounds like a party rolling over in a coffin, Arlen. That is freaking disgusting, man. I can't believe you're getting a bubble butt because these two guys died. Well, excuse me for wanting to commemorate two of me fucking besties. Oh, so now they're your besties. That's right, Arlen. I work with... David Bowie, when we recorded Live AIDS for the Africans. When you recorded what? Live AIDS. It wasn't li Live Aid? Live AIDS, Arlen. It was for the AIDS African babies. Li it was Live Aid, and it was a Christmas song to raise money for, su for starving Africans. And why are they starving? Because they got AIDS. They're not stuck. They're not starving because they have AIDS. It was live aid. Well, how can you be alive if you got AIDS? It's not. You idiot. And then on me other cheek, I'm going to get a, a bubble butt for Prince. And it's good. I'm going to have him smack my ass cheek so hard it turns purple, Arlen. Why would you have him smack your ass cheek till it turned purple? For Prince Purple Rain, you fucking knob cheese. So, you're going to get your ass cheek slapped purple in commemoration of Prince for... For Purple Rain. So every time I sit down... Me fucking ass cheek hurts and it's purple and it. All right, I don't want to hear anymore. You're a bubble butt. That's right, Arlen, a bubble butt. And I'm going to come to United States of America and get it done in Bentley Air. What? I said I'm going to get me bubble butt done in the United States of America in Bentley Air. Are you trying to say the United States of America in Beverly Hills? Uh, hello, Arlen. What you got, fucking, uh, corn in the cob on your fucking ears, eh? I don't have corn on the cob in my ears. 
And why don't you get a fucking scarecrow out of a cornfield and 69 is fucking straw face and tickle your willy-whacker. All right, you know what? You're just talking gibberish, and I'm going to let you go, bubble butt. Oh, now you're making fun of David Bowie and Prince, eh? I've got to go. Purple butt, purple butt. Stop it! Purple bubble butt, purple bubble butt. Stop farting on your bubble butt. Hang up on him, Roger. Hang up! Hang up! Oh, my God. This guy just gets more ridiculous and delirious. He's just... What a drunk. Was he drunk? Is he gone? Good Lord. Can you just do me a favor? I think I've asked you this about nine million times, Roger. Can you please not ever put him through on my phone line again, please? All right. Good Lord. Let's move on, man. Hello? Hello? Hey, Harlan. Selena Gomez here. I wanted to sing you a song. I want to eat Gouda for ya, Gouda for ya, Harlan. I want to eat Gouda for ya, Gouda for ya, Harlan Williams. Anyway, man, love your podcast. Keep making me laugh. I am a premium member now. Thanks to you. Much love, dude. Peace. Oh, thank you, Brohemius. Bro- Brosef? Brostein? Uh, yeah. Hey, folks, uh, don't forget to uh, pick up our premium membership. Only 20 bucks a year. That's it. 20 bucks a year gets you all almost 800 episodes of the Harland Highway, all the back catalog of the shows. It gets you my other podcast, Let's Have a Fight, a great uh, podcast where, where comedians and actors and funny people have verbal fights with each other. You get clips of my, uh, my live stand-up. You get special interviews with the characters, et cetera, et cetera. $20 a year. A lot of podcasts charge $100 a year. A lot of podcast podcasts charge like 10 bucks a month. So this is a steal. And uh, please jump on board. Just uh, get the app. Go to your app store on your phone. Type in the Harlan Highway. Boom. You've got the, uh, the show wherever you travel. And... You can uh, join the premium membership, and whenever I post something premium, it automatically comes to you. 20 bucks. All right, let's move on, Roger. What do we got? Huh? Oh, yeah, the question of the day. Let's do it. The Harland Highway question of the day. All right, here it is. And and this one might, uh, uh, you know, take a little bit of soul searching. Uh, and by the way, I forgot to uh, thank that last caller for being a premium member. Thank you. Uh, always got to be gracious and, and give thanks. Uh, but let's get back to the question of the day. This one may take some soul searching, um, cause you're gonna have to look into yourself to answer this one. And it could be tough. You might not like the answer or you might be fine with the answer, but here's the, the Harlan highway question of the day. Are you classy? Are you a classy person? 
you consider yourself classy? I mean, do, do you walk around in life? Do you uh, circulate throughout your environment during the day and act classy? Are you naturally classy? Do you not have to try to be classy? Are you someone who dresses classy? Do you behave classy? Do you, are you suave? Do you drive a classy car? Do you have a classy watch? Do you, are your clothes classy? Do you present yourself as classy when you're out amongst your peers, when you're in your social setting with your, with your group of friends or business cohorts? Do you generate an aura of classy? Or are you a chump? Or are you kind of frumpy? Are you, a, what are you? It wasn't him, Charlie, it was you. Remember that night in the garden, you came down my dressing room and said, kid, this ain't your night. You remember that? This ain't your night. My night, I could have taken Wilson apart. So what happens? He gets the title shot outdoors in a ballpark, and what do I get? A one-way ticket to Palookaville. You was my brother, Charlie. You should have looked out for me a little bit. You should have taken care of me just a little bit so I wouldn't have to take them dives for the short-end money. Well, I had some bets down for you. You saw some money. You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody instead of a bum, which is what I am. Let's face it. Ooh, let's face it. Are, are you a bum? I, I, do, do you have class? This is what I'm asking. And nowadays, is it easy to have class? I mean, we live in a world where people wear their jeans down below their ass cheeks. People dress flamboyantly. Some people are rednecks. Some people are rappers. Some people just, you know, buy their crap at Kmart. Some people kind of don't care how they look. They just kind of, you know, the... Sometimes the sloppy, just out of bed look seems to be the look, like the messy hair, the the the, the dirty the sweatpants, the frumpled t-shirt, the flip-flops. Or are you are you is classy being manicured? Is classy having your hair in place? Is is classy doing your nails and having a matching wardrobe? So I don't know. I think we've all been classy. You know, you ever you ever dress up for a wedding, you throw on a tuxedo and you you get that kind of feeling, that suave suave feeling. Somehow the tuxedo makes you it kind of puts you in a different frame of mind. It makes you feel kind of classy. You know? Or is is classy a a a fraud is classy just a state of mind, a, a form of presentation that's not real. It's not su- sustainable. You know what I mean? Like if, you, if you're always putting on the front that you're classy, if you're posing, if you're, you're, you're graceful, you're, you're, you know, you're the guy that gets the chilled martini while everyone else is drinking a beer. 
you're the guy with the J. Crew suit while everyone else is uh, in a T-shirt and a baseball hat. You're the guy with the shiny shoes while everyone else has scuffed shoes. I don't know. It could be a lot of work to be classy. But you ever meet people that are just kind of naturally classy without trying? Ever meet people like that? They just, everything they do, everything they buy, everything they wear, everything they order, just everything they do, they don't even know it. They just kind of accidentally are very classy. The way, the way they carry themselves, the way they talk, the way they move. I always like those people, man. There's something very attractive about classy. There, 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 it, it, it's, it draws us in like a moth to a light bulb. I, I like classy. Classy's, classy's cool. Classy's, classy's classy. But I just don't know if it's sustainable. It's like working out, you know? It's like you work out, you get your body in shape, you walk around, you feel good, your body's tight, and then you fall off the wagon and you eat cheeseburgers and drink Coke for nine months. Your body goes back to being frumpy. And then you got to work all the way back up to being in shape again. I, sometimes I think classy is like that. So I don't know. That's the big question of the day. Maybe if you have any comments, you can call me. 323-739-4330. Are you classy? You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. Instead of a bum, which is what I am. Let's face it. The Harland Highway question of the day. The Harland Highway question of the day. Hello? Hello? This is John from Illinois, and uh, I have a question for you, Harland, because uh, I've kind of been tossing it around. And I thought, who's my favorite person? And it's Harlan Williams, and I love your show. And I'm one of your premium members. I was one of your first, probably. I want to know your opinion on Axl Rose singing for Brian Johnson. There's a lot of tension going on now. Because uh, Axl Rose is singing for Brian Johnson, and people aren't liking it. I don't know if you've checked out Facebook, and, I mean, it's getting ugly. Here's what my opinion. I love ACDC. Love Guns N' Roses. I don't know what I'd think. If I, you know, if, if I had bought a ticket to see uh, ACDC, and all of a sudden it shows up that Axl Rose is, Gonna Axel Rose was awesome when he was with Guns and Roses. Let's let's admit it. That first, you know, uh, Appetite for Destruction, that was awesome. Do I want to see him singing anything by ACDC? Yeah, probably not. I just want to know your opinion on it, Harley, because I respect your opinion, and uh, I think a lot of people would want to hear your opinion on it. All right. Thank you, Harlan. I love you, brother. Part of your premium program, and I will always be listening to your show from the beginning, and I always will. And, uh, hey, chicken chow bean, brother. Well, hey, John. Uh, first of all, thank you for your wonderful message, and I'm so happy you love the show. 
And I'm so happy you're a premium member and maybe you were the first. Good on you, mate. Good on ya. You're not wrong. A dingo stole my baby. All right, I don't even know why I went down that road. But hey, buddy, thank you so much. I'm I'm glad you're enjoying premium. Everybody get on the premium bandwagon. Uh, but let's get to your, your question. And you know what? I actually feel like I'm very well suited to answer this question because I'm in the entertainment business. I'm an artist. I perform live on stage. And uh, here's here's my answer to the the ACDC Axl Rose conundrum. Okay, uh, there's two factors to being an artist, a performer. There's the world you live in where you're doing everything for the fans. You create a product, you create art, music, whatever it may be, and. And the fans, me and you and everyone else who adores them, uh, we love it and we want more. And we, we love what they do. We, we, love, we love Black Sabbath. We love, we love Prince. We love Guns N' Roses. We love ACDC. Whoever the artist is, we are into them and we're loyal to them. And, and we're purists in a way because we love what they've presented in the world. And in return, the artist's give that back. They created this entity, this this enterprise that they put out there with the hope that you would like it and want it and crave it and become fans of it. But as life goes on, as we become human, and not as we become human, but since we are human, and as we continue down the, the path of our lives, there's so many variables. Things change. And, and here's the second part of the equation. Then you have to factor in, it's not just what the artist wants to give to the fans, but it becomes a question of what does the artist need for themselves as an artist, as a human being, as a person. And you got to remember that once you become something, a band or a comedian or an actor or an artist or whatever you may be, uh, you can be trapped in that in that persona. You can be cocooned into that world, into that band. And artists are very delicate people. Artists are always changing and moving and flowing, and their needs and their egos and their desires and their their artistry it changes. And, and so sometimes artists need to reach out and be challenged. Sometimes they need to try something new. Sometimes they have to leave what they did behind, even though it's great. They, 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 feel, they feel moved to change course. Case in point for myself, when I first started doing stand-up, I tried about you know five or six different personas on stage. And I created one that was very interesting that was kind of this really slow delivery and intentional and and it really resonated with people. It it really killed. People were loving what I was doing. And for the first six months of doing it, I loved it too. But then but then I started to not like it. I, I realized it wasn't really me. I was doing kind of a persona, a character. I wasn't I wasn't emoting the purest version of what I wanted to do on stage. And even though I had this very successful kind of persona on stage, I, I stepped away from it. I was like, screw it. I, you know, there was a time when I was getting standing ovations and 
it just wasn't right for me. It wasn't the right fit. And I was growing. I was learning. I was finding my voice and my spirit and myself on the stage in front of people. And so you have to remember that with with bands, with artists, their desires change too. And maybe Axl Rose, you know, was feeling boxed in with Guns N' Roses. I mean, obviously, you know, he left the band back in the late 90s, I think it was. And, you know, obviously he had creative differences with the band as well, but maybe the band wasn't working for who he was anymore as an artist. Or maybe it was just, you know, personal clashes with the band members. But that's the other thing. You know, it's not easy to be in a band. There's really big egos at play. Artists have large egos almost by default because artists are visionaries. Artists have a vision of their art. And so when you push them together with four other visionaries in a band you obviously have all those visions of art butting up against each other. And it's a very tough, delicate dance. That's that's one of the reasons I got into stand-up. I, I always had desires to be in a band, but I knew I wouldn't be able to handle handle all those egos. And so, you know, I, I realized, man, stand-up will be easy. It's just me and the microphone. I don't have to run my decisions by anyone as an artist. Um... And so, so that's another factor that plays into it. You know, the ego, the personalities, okay? So you have your artistic decisions. You have your ego decisions. You also have your financial decisions. Let's face it, as artists, artists need to make a living too. A lot of artists will say they don't love money, but I think that like anyone else, they do. And when they make a lot of it, they have to perpetuate that lifestyle, you know, once you've bought the jet and the mansion and, and the Maserati, you don't want to see those things go away. And if, you're, if your career, if your band starts to dry up, you've got to think of ways to reinvent yourself. You've got to think of ways to stay current and, and be a ticket seller. And, and so this is part of it too. You know, ACDC is kind of falling apart because they had health issues. And that's, that's another issue, the health. So ACDC lost some band members, so they were kind of dissolving. Axl Rose was kind of in and out of the latest rendition of Guns N' Roses, and that band's been on and off. And so maybe two ailing bands or members of bands come together to form, you know, something new and try something new. I mean, look look at Van Halen. Van Halen had Sammy Hagar and... And Black Sabbath had Ronnie James Dio, and there's been a lot of bands. You know, look at look at the current members of Styx and you know, Ario Speedwagon, and all these bands. Like you know, a lot a lot of bands don't have their real members anymore. Chicago and Boston brought on a new singer. Journey has a new singer, and so you got to remember these bands have to stay alive. These people have to pay mortgages, and they have to. They have to, you know, send their kids to school and keep a roof over their head. And and I think as consumers, as fans, we don't like to think of bands as having those needs. I think we think of bands as as being these these entities, these voices on the radio. And we don't often attach them to all the human day-to-day needs that the rest of us have. 
we kind of put them up on a pedestal and like, oh yeah, they're bands, man. They're just they're just rocking all night and partying on the bus, and you know, it every, every day's like a a live long party tour, man. But it's not the case. I mean, I I have a my cousins in a very famous band, the Bare Naked Ladies, and I've been able to watch that, you know, front row seats. And I know how th- how these band members are, and I know how rigorous their tour schedules are. And I'll tell you, these guys can't wait for the day the tour is over, and they have a day where they can just sit in their living room and watch TV. And yes, there's there's egos, and there's people that get kicked out of the band, and there's the business side of it, and it's it's very complicated. Being an artist and being a famous artist is very intricate and complicated. And then another factor I'll pull in, because I really want to cover this answer here for you, is health. Health becomes an issue. And and I think you know that that Axl Rose does not have the singing voice he had 20, 20 years ago. He had that youthful, high-pitched, you know, amazing rock and roll voice. And now... Time and age and probably stress from singing so long has kind of worn his voice down a bit. Now he's a little more gravelly and he's a, he can't really hold the notes as well. And it's hard to see. It's hard for us to see because we always think of, of bands and songs as part of, our, of the soundtracks of our lives. And so we, we kind of think of them as immortal. You know, you hear the song on the radio and it sounds exactly the same as when you heard it when you were 18. And so you think, oh, these, these bands are immortal. They don't age. But guess what? The songs don't age because they were recorded, obviously, but the people who sang them age. And so sometimes you have to find something new that, that, that suits your health and your age. And, and, you know, here's Axel who had this crystal clear, high-pitched voice, and now it's kind of gravelly. And it kind of it kind of sounds a little more like the ACDC guys who always had like the gravelly I'm on a way to hell, you know. So all of a sudden you go, hey, wait a minute, Axel's voice kind of fits with ACDC, you know. It's not the original singers of ACDC, but look, even ACDC replaced its singer when its original singer died. You know, it's just it's just part of the movement of life. And as to all the uh, kerfuffle about Axl Rose singing for ACDC, I got to tell you, man, you know, they could have done a lot worse. Axl Rose is a rock and roll legend, a rock and roll superstar, as is ACDC. It's not like ACDC asked Billy Joel to be their lead singer or Neil Young or, you know, the lead singer of Spandau Ballet. I mean... ACDC probably couldn't have landed a bigger, better, bad boy rock and roll dude. I mean, who's badder than ACDC and who's badder than Guns N' Roses? I mean, it almost feels like a really good fit to me. And I can see purists being, you know, feeling, you know, pissed off and angry. And But it's like, what's the alternative to not have either of them do music at all? I mean, if I was if I was at an ACDC concert and rock and roll legend Axl Rose walked out, I'd be ecstatic. I mean, if I know that the lead singer of the band can't do it anymore, 
That's a big, that's a big replacement, man. You know, it's not like Joni Mitchell's filling in. I'm on a high way to hell. Don't stop me. I'm on a high way to hell. You know, I mean, good Lord. You got, you got Axl Rose, baby. That's major, dude. So that that's a big fill-in right there. And, you know, even Axel, I watched the video, and there he is sitting there with his leg broken and a cast. I mean, these guys are getting old. You know, Prince, Prince when he died, he walked around with a cane. He, he did so many crazy dance moves. He, he, was, he, had, he, he was walking with a cane, and he was taking, you know, pain pills and stuff, which ultimately led to his death. I mean, rock and rollers get old, man. And so in the dwindling years of, of ACDC and, and Axl Rose and Guns N' Roses, it, people should probably be celebrating, be happy that they get to see the combo. I mean, I went to see The Doors, one of my favorite bands, The Doors and Jim Morrison. I went to see them in 2000, and it was called The Doors 2000 or 2001, and uh, and I knew Jim Morrison was dead, but all the other band members were together, Robbie Krieger and, and uh, all those guys. And the singer was Ian Asbury, the lead singer of The Cult. And I went in there kind of feeling like kind of probably what you're feeling like, oh, boy, it's not Jim Morrison, but, you know, at least the other band members are there. And I, di- I didn't totally dismiss Ian Asbury, but I, I didn't really know how high my hopes were. And I got to tell you, this guy came out and he embodied the essence of Jim Morrison. He he held the aura of Jim Morrison. It wasn't Jim Morrison, but boy, oh boy, was it a close second. I was I was super impressed. I was super pleased. And I was glad that I gave him a chance. And what's more important than, than, than actually it not being Jim Morrison is that I got to see the band. I got to hear the music. I got to I got to, you know, I, I got to absorb the, the essence of the doors. Like, you know, as long as, as the core band members are there, as long as, as long as some true rock and rollers were there. I mean, Ian Asbury and the cult is amazing. I saw him with the cult back in the 90s opening for Billy Idol. And I love the cult's music. And, and, and so you, I think we got to be a little forgiving. I think we got to be a little giving. I think we have to be flexible and understand that these are people, they're artists, they're delicate, they need to make a living, they, they're getting older just like we are. And so instead of whining and complaining that, you know, something's pieced together, maybe we celebrate and we appreciate and we be happy that because they've pieced together the band that we're able to keep hearing the band because the alternative is if bands just stopped every time a band member had to retire or got sick and died or overdosed or, well, then then that band is gone. So you have two choices. You can have a band put together with new people and the old people, or you can just have nothing. And so I guess I'd be careful about people complaining and whining and maybe just going, holy crap, I got two for one. 
I got the badass ACDC that I love, and I got the badass Axl Rose from two rock and roll legends under one roof, man. And it's not like Axel's not a performer that Axel can't sing. Oh, my God, Axel's kick-ass, man. So what I did is I went online and I watched one of the clips of the concert, and I'll tell you, man, they were... They were going nuts. People were loving it. They looked real happy to me. So there you go. Maybe I was the right guy to ask this question. It's a long answer, but I wanted to make sure I gave you a thorough answer. So there you go. I hope hope that that helps. And personally, I'm not against it. I, I liked it. I watched it. I was like, wow, this is cool to see see these two, you know, two rock legends together on one stage and appreciating each other's music and taking it taking chances and trying something new and pushing themselves as artists and realizing that the artist in them didn't want to just hang it up that the fire is still burning the fire is still alive and yes they probably want money but they also probably want to give give to their fans they're not ready to roll over in their graves they they're like we got to keep getting these songs out to our fans man so it's a big mixture of things. It's it's like a machine. It's like a motor with pistons and and rotors and gears and levers and and every. It takes a lot to make the rock and roll machine work. And so there you go. I leave it right there, buddy. Um, thank you for your call. Great call. Great question. And again, thank you for your kind words uh, about uh, the show. So very uh, nice of you to say those things. And uh, I really do appreciate you being a premium member. If anyone else would like to become a premium member, it's so easy. Uh, it's only $20 a year, and you get uh, all almost 800 back issues of the Harland Highway, back episodes. You get my other podcast, Let's Have a Fight. You get my live stand-up comedy clips. You get special interviews and readings and all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's $20 for the whole freaking year, man. That That's just a steal. That's like two visits to McDonald's. Um, and basically, all you do is you go on your cell phone and you go to your app store and you type in the Harland Highway. And you get the free app. And the free app gives you the latest 40 episodes of the show or 50 episodes, the back 50 episodes of the show. But for if you buy the premium, you get all the almost 750 more as part of the package. So uh, get get the app, the Harland Highway. Go to your app store, type the Harland Highway, and look around. And uh, please, I urge you to join. Your, your, your contribution helps me do all this podcast stuff. I don't get paid for all this, so uh, it really helps, and I appreciate in advance. And anyone who's already a premium member, thank you so very much. Uh, as far as your phone call, if you want to leave a phone call as well that I might get to, uh, 323-739-4330, 323-739-4330. The number is on my website, if you can't remember it, harlandwilliams.com. The phone number is there. You can call. Uh, it, it takes about five or six rings for the answering machine to pick up, so don't be discouraged. Hang in there. You will get through. Um, also you can write to me if you'd rather not talk, you can write to me 
at uh, harlowwilliams.com on our contact page. And also check out our store. We have a great uh, merchandise store at the website where you can buy all kinds of fun T-shirts and crazy stuff like that. Okay? So that's it for today. Uh, Thank you so much for your calls. And uh, thank you for listening. We love you. We love you. We love you. Maybe I'll have Axel Rose be a guest host on the Harlan Highway one day. Ooh, so scary. Awesome. All right, that's it. And uh, until next time, everybody, chicken chow mein, baby. That was awesome.